As we read the Old Testament Bible, we see many ways that are different from the New Testament Bible. In the Old Testament, people were given outward ways of remembering God and following God. Whereas in the New Testament, we have God living inside of each of us. He is always present with each individual who belongs to him. Therefore, we see spiritual things not from the outward appearance, but from the inward heart of ourselves and the person. It's a better way that God has given us today. Yet we are greatly admonished and warned and see strength and power of God strongly as we read Old Testament examples. Paul explains this to us in 1 Corinthians 10. Start at verse 11. Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. It's especially important to us today in the New Testament to read the examples of the Old Testament, for you see the real God, the real heart of God in those Old Testament examples. Today there's a doctrine that has come in to a great many churches saying, do what you want to do. God wants you to be happy. And the people go blindly toward the cliff. One time I had a dream about an out-of-the-control stagecoach. There were no drivers. There were four black horses running full speed toward a cliff. And there was a silly woman sitting in the stagecoach looking out the window. She had Shirley Temple-type blonde hair. And she was grinning. She didn't have a clue that she was going the wrong way and anything was about to happen to her. And the horses were a few feet from the cliff where they would all perish. That's what it's like today. Therefore, more than ever, we need to admonish ourselves in the true ways of God by seeing the example of what God actually did in the Old Testament. So Paul says, Now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape 
that ye may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Numbers 15 Start at verse 37. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations, and that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon of blue. And it shall be unto you for a fringe that ye may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them, and that ye seek not after your own heart and your own eyes after which you use to go a-whoring, that ye may remember and do all my commandments, says God, and be holy unto your God. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Today in the New Testament, we have a better covenant. God put his laws directly into our hearts and minds so that we could obey him. We are born again by his spirit who dwells in us, the Holy Spirit. Pam Paget, as a young girl, had a high school classmate who died on a motorcycle. For the first time, she realized she could die, and into her heart came the concept, if you were to die right now, you would go to hell. She was terrified. She called out to God, Please, if you can do anything, save me. And after she cried out, she was aware there was something of God inside of her. For years, she didn't know what it was. 1 Corinthians 3.16 told her what it was that was inside of her. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? And she said, that's it. It's the Spirit of God that's now in me. For she was born again. Acts 17, verse 24. God that made the world and all things therein seeth that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in the temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Verse 26, And hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. God chooses the exact time that we live on this earth and the exact place that we live.
Verse 27, that they should seek the Lord if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. God's Holy Spirit lives in each believer who is born again. We are sealed with the Spirit of God, Ephesians 1. After Jesus shed his blood for our sins, he established the New Testament church from heaven after he was raised from the dead by God the Father. Every believer in Jesus is given his Holy Spirit to live in us and teach us and guide us while we live on this present earth. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. John fourteen twenty six. Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. I believe that's all things about secular things and spiritual things. And he will bring to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So we don't put fringe on our clothing as they did in the Old Testament to remember the commandments of God. In the New Testament church, we are reminded of things of God by the Holy Spirit of God. John sixteen thirteen. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, of his own ideas. But whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. 1 Corinthians 2 But it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. So today we do know the things prepared for us. For the Spirit searcheth all things, Yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Now, for example, you're in a grocery store, and you see one of your neighbors, and you approach each other. That neighbor does not know what you're thinking. But the spirit that's in you knows what you're thinking. The same is true with the Spirit of God. We know what God 
is doing because the Spirit of God reveals to us the will of God in the situations at hand. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The world cannot follow the Spirit of God, for they do not have the Spirit of God in them. They have the Spirit of the flesh of man. So Jesus says you must be born again. John chapter 3. When God speaks to us, and we believe that word God speaks, we are born again. Now we have the Holy Spirit of Jesus in us, and we can understand what God says to us. There was a Bible teacher who said before he was born again, he tried to read the Bible. It made no sense at all. After he was born again, he could understand. John chapter 4, Jesus says, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not that we go to a mountain to worship God. It's not that we worship God in this mountain or that mountain. God lives in us, so we worship God wherever we are. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.